White Chicks in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Well, happy Dragon Boat Festival to all you out there! Yeah, did you have some zongzi? I、right? did not have zongzi、uh, yet, but one of our coworkers brought some in today,、mm. so I'll try. Yeah. For those of you listening who have no idea what we're talking about, Dragon Boat Festival occurs every year around this time, and it's where people get together and watch a boat race, and、mm. it's based off an ancient tradition. Where、um, there's a person who fell into the water. He was a push, and he fell out with the king at the time, and he but he committed suicide and jumped into the river.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, the 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 boat is they have a race so that they can try and find his body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they throw、yeah. the sticky rice wrapped in bamboo <laughs> into the water. Apparently to stop the fish from eating his body,、right. so they give each other <laughs> this sticky rice thing. It's like looks like a pyramid.、Mm. It's this very geometrical snack.、Um, we don't know what, why. <laughs> yeah, we don't know why. We kept asking Chinese people why is it a triangle, and they said because they make it in a triangle.、Yeah. <laughs> I think it's to do with the wrapping process, like. Maybe it just wraps better. In yeah, that shape I think、something. it's just easier. You're right, because it's made out of those bamboo leaves. So、mm-hmm. putting them together, I think they can easily make a kind of conical yeah, shape. I think so. Cool. Yeah. So sh-、uh, let's move on to the comments. Yeah. Yeah. So、uh, this is comment slash question.、Um, so we had a Facebook message from. Kenneth Sue, and actually, it's strange because today I was on Facebook and I saw a forum, like a Shenzhen forum, and he's also posted、uh, some on there. So he's kind of. It's cool that he's found us.、Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, "Hi, I've been listening to your podcasts to prepare me for my job in Shenzhen that I'll begin in August." So he's going to be a teacher. That's what I know. I cannot teach in economics. I think. Hmm. I appreciate the shows and feel more comfortable about what to expect now. Yay! <laughs>、nice. uh, keep up the great work.、Uh, by the way, I'm a fellow Midwesterner from Chicago. Ooh, yeah. We'll have to share a beer and brat. What is brat? <laughs> a brat is、uh, like a hot dog, but like bratwurst. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Get you. <laughs> All right.、Uh, so he asks two questions, which we can answer like right now because they're easy peasy.、Mm. Uh, do you know if Christian churches are available in Shenzhen? The answer is yes. Yes, there are. There are two large ones. I know there are several underground ones、mm. as well, which I don't want to talk about on the air.、Mm-hmm. Maybe when you get here. But there are two、um, large churches、yeah. in Shenzhen.、Uh, I think both are Catholic. I'm not sure. I know the one. So there's one near. There's a large Sam's Club, and it's right next to that, in the in the Shangmei North area. Or is, is it? Is that? I think it's a bit. Isn't it a bit? What's、west? that area?、Uh, it's north of.、Sure. It's quite a bit north of Chugongmiao. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yes, <laughs> there are two large churches. One is within the the central part of the city in、mm. Futian, and the other is.、Um, It's even larger than that one, and it's closer to the outskirts of Shenzhen in Baowan.、Mm. 
Oh, I thought there was one in Nanshan. Maybe I. Oh, maybe there are. I'm, maybe. There probably are more. Mm, yeah. There's two. There's two that I know of that I've sure. seen that are really large. I mean, mm. they're the same size as you might see churches in the states. Yeah. So it's an interesting relationship between like church and government. I think, I think that they're very carefully watched, but it's not illegal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the not that we want to get into it so much, but I think there is there are a lot of like Chinese Christians actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I meet. I've met. I'm surprised how many I've met. I think it's kind of cool for yeah, them. Like maybe. it's a fad. Like in the states, there are a lot of these young hipsters who go <laughs> yeah. to India and then they come back all Buddhist. I think sure. it's a similar thing. It's like borrowing mm. elements of one culture because it's like new and fresh to you and True. seems. And it's unique, distinguishes you from other people. So mm. I, I see it as kind of like that. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's an interesting phenomenon. But Absolutely. that's for another show. Mm-hmm. What's the, what's the other question? So the next question is a technology question. Oh, uh, will iPhone six uh, plus S work in Shenzhen? I've heard that not all iPhones work on China's network. Thank you. Uh, from if it's a US, if it's a US phone. phone. I think it just it depends on the carrier. You could you just have to choose your carrier based off of mm. which bandwidth they're using, I guess. Yeah. So I think you can just bring your phone to the major carriers and they'll they'll tell you what to do. Mm. So I would go to China Mobile or Shenzhen Unicom first. Uh, I, yeah, I, I know people that have are using phones that they bought in the U.S. Here, so mm-hmm. The main thing is it has to be unlocked because I know mm-hmm. in the States, like, all of them are locked to your plan. Like, usually you get your phone for free because you signed mm-hmm. some two-year contract or whatever. So if that's the case, then you need to unlock your phone. But it's pretty cheap to do here. Yeah. Then you can go to an area called Huacheng Bay here and they can unlock it for you. Or you can check online to see what people advise you to do mm. to unlock the phone. Usually you pay a minimal amount of money to unlock it. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely do it here. I did it myself when I first got here. Mm-hmm. So first, if your phone is not unlocked, then first you need to do that. Mm. But other than that, it should be fine. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any, yeah, I think I think any frequency mm. will be fine. You just have to choose which um, mobile carrier you go with here. And they're more or less all the same. Yeah. Some of them can offer you good deals too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I hope we've answered your questions, <laughs> Kenneth. And yeah, you get in touch when you get to Shenzhen, and we can, you can go and have a beer and a brunch <laughs> with Nora. <laughs> so our next comment was a, a nice surprise, actually. Uh, so this came on Instagram. So I don't know if any of you know, but Written Chinese has an Instagram account. So we post, you know, mostly Chinese learning. Pic- pictures but also some funny funny things or now and again things and we also, see yeah right and also <laughs> also two white chicks you know gets a look in now and again so we had a message from hannah uh hannah may um on instagram and she said uh please keep up with the posts and podcasts because it's really motivating thank you uh you guys inspire me every day i know i can book that ticket to china and make it work just like you three have and the reason hannah says three is because she's referring to last week's podcast where we had chris as our guest two chicks and a dude yeah right <laughs> um so that i mean that's really nice that's so nice you know well funnily enough 
she's managed to cross platforms and she's also on WeChat. And actually, she's the one that's given us our question this week. Oh, yeah, nice one. Yeah. Uh, but let's not jump the gun. I need <laughs> to give you your uh, fact of the week. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just tell you it and you can, you can figure it out for yourself. So a woman in a place called Dejo, which I had never heard of, but it's in Shandong province. Mm. So uh, her husband refused to buy her a handbag. So she threatens to kill herself and jumps into a lake. Oh. So, okay, it sounds pretty drastic, but I've seen the pictures and she's literally like paddling around. Like it looks like the water's like a, like a meter deep or something. <laughs> so yeah, she jumps in the water because her husband refuses to buy her a handbag. So think about that fact for, for a minute. <laughs> um, so obviously it gets a crowd, like people are like, oh, what's going on? So she's in there for 20 minutes and people are like, oh no, she's going to get cold. I don't know <laughs> if that's really going to happen. But uh, then the, people throw her like a life, a life ring, but she refuses to, to grab hold of it. Oh. So the police arrive after, <laughs> oh, obviously no. there's quite a few people hanging around. And the police ask the husband, um to give her comfort, like, so she'll come out of the water. So instead of giving her comfort, the husband, like, basically shouts, like, get out of the water. (laughs) But then, then the husband jumps in. (laughs) Do you know where this is going to go? No. And basically pushes the woman under the water. So eventually, this is when everyone decides, oh, yeah, maybe we should step in. So they then get... Both of, the, both of them out of the water, and the woman says, oh, like, my, my husband abuses me all the time, like... So, not, I'm, I'm in no way um, being, being, like, think, saying that abuse is in any way, like, justifiable, but this woman jumps in a lake because her husband doesn't buy her a handbag. <laughs> I think that's what you've got to look at here. You know, so... I'm just imagining how my husband would react if I made such a big <laughs> I think he would probably also hold my head under yeah, the water. Just like, what are you playing at? This husband... I mean, we do, I don't know. We don't know for sure. But this, this husband has probably taken so much crap from this woman. <laughs> like, their whole marriage. So he was probably just at the end of his tether and just thought, you know what, just go away. <laughs> Yeah, there is so no, embarrassing. I mean, we've come come across there are often stories like this. Mm. You know, not not exactly the same, but husband wife scenarios. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I also, as I was leaving, like as we were coming in, I also happened to come across another post, which was like not not know any the same, but um, it's about a woman who's walking down the street and she's so engrossed in her mobile phone that she falls down a drain. Oh. Like her leg just falls. She doesn't fall down the drain, but her her leg gets caught in the drain. I don't know the oh. rest of the story. Oh. So the picture is like, you know how there's the 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 rectangular grates and they have the like slits mm-hmm. for the obviously for the rain to go down. She's her foot has just slipped down there <laughs> like <laughs> while she's on her phone. I didn't have time to look into that though. So well, I feel like Chinese people in general are not very observant. No, when, you'll find out when you get here how what I'm talking about, mm. but they tend not to be that aware of what's going on around them. They're very Completely. focused on one thing at a time. And so 
I can just like I see them all walking mm. around with their noses and their mobile phones, like usually watching movies Definitely. on their phones. And they're just like Mr. Magoo, they're just like almost <laughs> getting hit by cars and yeah. are like walking into other people mm. and they're just like narrowly narrowly missing. Yeah. Da- total total disaster. Mm. They so miss I'm metro not- they miss ma- ma- bleh, bleh, miss metro <laughs> Miss metro stations all the time. Yeah. I always see people get off the train and then have to go back on the other in the other way. And I'm like, how did you do that? How yeah. do you miss the train? Like You're the just station. so engrossed with yeah. that. I've gotten knocked into so many times. With these people, like you're just walking around with their eyes in their mobile phones. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. When is Wally gonna come true and we just have chairs that move ourselves around? <laughs> oh yeah, I was thinking. Because then at least it's safer, you know. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it's a very common thing to have. And also because mm. in China, like, all the movies and TV are so readily available for downloads. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to buy anything. It's all on there for free. Like, you can watch the hottest shows, whatever, just totally for free mm. on your mobile phone. And data is not that expensive. Or you can just, right. like, download it on Wi-Fi while you're at work. And then after work, you have it with you to take mm-hmm. take on the go. And it's so easy here. Absolutely. It's like having. It's like being able to instantly record any Netflix shows and just like carry it around on your phone. So people are just like constant. People don't sit at home no. and watch TV anymore. They're just like out and about <laughs> and watching TV. Yeah, I mean on the metro I can understand, but like walking down the street is kind. Of, it's just so dangerous. It is. But talking of which, Tencent are actually wanting to develop a Netflix type platform. Oh really? I'm not sure how that's gonna work. Yeah, I don't know if people are gonna. I don't think I know either. But I think some Mm. of those, like some of those, uh, it used to be that you could get all the movies for free, like Mm. all the American movies, everything here for free because they don't really care a whole lot about intellectual property rights. Mm. But now I've noticed that a lot of times they'll give you the first five minutes for free, and then you have to pay to get the rest of it. So I think it's transitioning. Mm. It's like how Hulu used to be. Hulu used to be everything for free all the time. And then they slowly, slowly, slowly yeah. started charging you for stuff. So I do it, isn't it? So the end is near. Yep. <laughs> mm. I don't know. The Chinese like they're just used to getting that kind of stuff for free. So I'm sure that they'll they'll find a way around right. it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, let's let's have our question. So as I said, our question comes from Hannah, and she's from Australia, and she left. This is kind of cool. Like no one else has done this before. She actually left her question on WeChat. Hmm. So we have a written Chinese WeChat group. If you're on WeChat, you can add add us and uh, ask us a question or whatever else. We we have daily updates. Mm-hmm. Um, we also so have stuff out. about culture and language. And That's right. There's more information about what's happening in China mm-hmm. on a more educational level yeah. and for fun too. Yeah. And sometimes we also have a Chinese song for you to listen to, introduce you to some new... Chinese music. Mm-hmm. And you can easily stream all of our podcasts on there too. So. That's right. It's pretty yeah. handy. So let's hear what <laughs> she has to say. Good morning from Australia. I'm Hannah. Thank you so much for your podcast. It's so enjoyable. Um, I have a question regarding what qualifications you need to teach English in China. Um, some ads that I've seen on the internet say a degree, others say specific English qualifications. Okay, thanks Hannah, great. 
So I guess we've talked, we have talked a little bit about teachers in the past, but this is more specific. Mm-hmm. And Nora and I have both mentioned that we have both been teachers here in China. That's usually the way you get your foot in the door. I feel most like. people. Yeah, yeah I because agree. I think if you if you want to do something um, more related to business, you already have to have a lot of experience. Mm. So a lot of people, what they do, is, at least from what I saw when I graduated in two thousand and eight, uh, the market wasn't very good for jobs and there mm. it was very foggy in terms of, cause I really wanted to do international traveling. And so I, I, I just imagined myself sitting at a desk job for like the next 10 years mm-hmm. before I'd actually get the opportunity to travel. Yeah. And so I kind of took matters into my own hand and decided to come to China and the easiest way to come to China, I think, or at least like the most comfortable way is to come as yeah. an English teacher. Because you the the demand for English teachers still greatly outweighs the supply. Definitely. And it's a great way to experience China while you're still making money. For I mean, sure. you don't have to. I didn't come with very much money, and mm-hmm. actually, I left with money. So it's a, it's a great way to just like get an introduction to China. Yeah. So it's it's very encouraged to try it for the first year and kind of get the lay of the land. Yeah, for sure. So we we kind of got our teaching jobs in different ways. So mm. that might help Hannah to kind of know which uh, the best way to do it or what not to do. Oh, but actually, I also wanted to mention, and we, we've said this before, but because things change so quickly here, like uh, laws and rules change so quickly, this, we've, we're fairly, I'm sure whatever we tell you will be fairly accurate, but it might change really, like really soon, so. I guess if there's anything... The general principles are going to be the same, but there may be... Sometimes they say it's getting harder. Sometimes they say it's getting easier. I know for Americans lately, it's been easier to get visas because we have this reciprocity thing going Mm. on with China. Sure. It's even easy to get a 10-year visa for China Mm. um, for Americans. But again, like Holly said, it's... Don't don't 100% take our word for everything that we say here because it does change yeah. rapidly. I guess I'm just thinking about qualifications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the visa thing is something else entirely, isn't it? Yeah. But qualifications, like even during the time that I was teaching, the qualifications that you needed, yeah, okay, to get the visa, not necessarily a job, uh, did change, so... I think, too, that the – I've heard that Futian, the mm. central district where we are now in Shenzhen, is one of the hardest places in China to get a visa. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I think they have the most stringent laws for getting a visa. Mm. Which doesn't surprise me because there's a plethora – I mean, c- compared to other parts of China, there's a plethora of foreigners here. True. So I think it greatly depends on where you plan to go. So usually if you go somewhere that has a lot of foreign, like for example, Shanghai or Shenzhen, if you go there then, and, and you want to teach at an at a international school, then typically they will require more in terms of qualifications. Yeah. But um, if you want to uh, teach at a not so famous international school or be somewhere outside of, the central part of Shenzhen, then even in Shenzhen, I think it's pretty easy to get to get a job here. To get a job, yeah. So basically speaking, 
When I, well, okay, so I went through an agency. I did it the wrong way. <laughs> mm. So I came to China. I didn't know anybody. I, I just found some information on a website and I went through an agency, which is absolutely the wrong way to do it. <laughs> it was fine. Like it was safe and everything like that. Like it was nice because they came to the airport to get me mm -hmm. um, and they had, the job was all lined up for me. They did all my visa processing and et cetera, et cetera. But they also took advantage and the school was paying twice as much for me as I was getting in my pocket. So the mm. agency was just pocketing half of my salary. Which is not a rare situation yeah. here. All agencies will do that. Yeah. I've known this wasn't an a, this wasn't an agency, it was just an agent um that I knew of. And um Apparently she started off being like pretty good, like she helped a lot of people get jobs. But then I don't know if she was just struggling so much, and she she was like taking like a a third, like a, like a third of a cut from uh, um, salaries, and she would like hold, with like withhold salaries back and stuff. Mm. Like in this, you know, sometimes schools have relationships with agents as well. Yeah, and they'll like try and. Not that we want to put you off, but they'll try and like, you know, uh, take advantage of that of you that way as well, especially when it comes to money. Mm -hmm. I remember we when we found out how much the school was actually paying for us. That's shocking, isn't the it? The teachers um, like rallied together because they were because the school was paying for us a flight allowance both ways. Right. Then they were paying for there was a bonus. And they were paying twice as much salary, but all we were getting was half of the salary. So the bonus so and the flight else. allowance, it was all, wow. it was all going to the agency. They were just pocketing it. And this is an agency that deals with something like sixty to seventy foreign student, foreign teachers per year. Mm -hmm. So every year they're make they make crazy Ooh, amount yeah. of money. Yeah. For sure. Crazy amount of money. They were called Sunny English or something Sunny like that. English. Sunny's English or something like that. And and they just completely took advantage. Yeah. So we confronted them and then this but then at the end of the day the school was too scared. Because yeah. they didn't the school needs a constant supply. They need they need to rely that they're on the fact that they'll have international teachers. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they look really bad to the parents, so they rely on the agency. So if they break the relationship with the agency, yeah. then they may be, might be screwed. So mm, I remember before I came here, I also was like looking at agent, like agencies and schools um, that would give me a job before I got here. Um, I decided against that. I, I, I contacted some, like spoke to some agents on like Skype and stuff. Mm. Um, but every company I found, I just did a Google search. And some of them, like, I thought, oh, yeah, like, this sounds really promising, like, offering a lot more than other schools. And mm. then I would find, like, these um, forums just slating these companies. <laughs> like, And it's funny because since I, I've gotten here, I've actually seen some of these companies, like, like they actually exist because I thought, oh, they must just be, like, art scam artists. Mm -hmm. But they are actually, they do exist, but I guess they just totally just take, you know, taking the mick, I guess, mm -hmm. taking advantage. I suggest 
if you don't, if, okay, if you feel uncomfortable, I, this is how I would do it. If I could go back and do it again, I would just arrange, basically just arrange a hotel for the first week yeah. for myself and I just find something near the city center or find out where other foreigners hang out. And I would book the hotel for the week and then you'll have the address so you can show the taxi driver when you arrive from the airport and get yourself a tourist visa. You can find all the information online for how to get a tourist mm -hmm. visa and just come and spend that first week just checking things out and talking to other foreigners that are here. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Definitely. Going through an agent or trusting that a school, like a lot of times they take um, pictures, you know, they take, they Photoshop stuff. They take pictures of um, people who are not actually working. Like, so mm -hmm. they'll have like, oh, we have international staff. And they'll yeah, like Photoshop some foreign people like into the pictures. Yeah, badly. You'll, t you'll be able to see. Because yeah. for some reason, Chinese people don't Photoshop well. No, like, you they, think they'd they be really good do at it. They just can't do like it. That. Yeah, the other day, Holly and I found a really <laughs> hilarious picture. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, it was like a, for an international school. And it was like these, a couple of white kids. But obviously, their faces had been Photoshopped onto the picture. But they, they were, were freaky. They were like, really awkward. Aliens. Like, yeah. Do you still do you have the picture? I think, yeah, the picture? I have them. Do you want me to post yes, it on please. the episode notes? Yeah, okay. I think be great. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's funny. That's funny. So just come here, bring your degree. So it's definitely easier to get a job if you have a four year degree. Yeah. And then what are some of the other qualifications that you might recommend, Holly? Um uh, also a TEFL. Mm. I didn't have uh, a TEFL, but I did have a teaching qualification. Um, do. <laughs> um, and I think, uh, since like maybe like two years ago, I do think you, you need a TEFL now, okay. even if you're a native speaker, okay. I think TEFL might, but don't, don't quote me on that, that you need to double check. Uh, and I did my TEFL online okay. and I, I think a lot of people um, a lot of people have done that as well. So we'll put the links to what the TEFL as well, yeah. some resources for you on the show notes. Yeah, I, I mean, I've spoken to some people who've actually done physical TEFLs, like done like a week's course. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, if you've never taught before, it might be worth looking into maybe in Australia just to do like, or even a weekend course, you might get a good deal on like Groupon or something. I've seen them on there. Um, if you if you strap for time or whatever, you can get some decent online courses mm -hmm. but maybe look into them a bit because again you don't know if they're actually legit like if although I, I suppose maybe the schools might not know anyway unless you go to a really like good international school they might check up on it mm -hmm. so yeah it's good if you've never done any teaching anyway to get trained and I think it's mm -hmm. it's worth the investment I don't think it costs very much does it how much does it cost? Uh, do you remember um, around. Um, I think I paid maybe like forty pound. Oh, okay. But that was online. Um, but I don't think that's bad. No, no, that's not bad at all. But I remember seeing courses before I before I came out here, and I think there was like a weekend course, which is maybe a hundred pound or something, mm -hmm. like an intensive course. Um, but I don't know. Maybe in Australia, there there are different kinds of things you you can do. I came completely with no training, and I just remember that first day standing in front of, they mm. had 60 students in a class, middle Holy. school age. And I just remember standing in front of the class going, 
shoot. Mm, yeah, I think I said wrong. Um, <laughs> what am I gonna do now? <laughs> so if I had known, if I had known better, I probably would have done the TEFL anyway. Mm. And it helps. It just helps us smooth the process along. Yeah, definitely. And you can get some. I, I mean. I guess doing like physically like learning, doing a class or something might be the best option, but there are lots of books and things that also have and and online resources as well mm -hmm. to teach you like ga like games, like really simple games that you might have forgotten about that you probably played as a child, but sometimes just that refresher just to remember, oh yeah, I did this as a kid and these kids are also really going to enjoy it as well. Mm -hmm. so. Remember, there is no YouTube here unless you have a mm. proxy or a VPN which you can sort out as well. I'll let you guys do the research on that. But <laughs> there's no YouTube, so don't think that you can just search on YouTube or Google to mm. find stuff because it, it might be more a little bit more involved than that if you don't have access to, to the outside internet. Mm. So just keep that in mind because I also thought, oh, you know, I can just like look, look, look for some up. lessons and stuff on YouTube. But then yeah. when my internet wasn't working, I was like, crap. It's just me and my brain. <laughs> it was pretty tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, uh, maybe I was lucky because I think I had got myself a VPN pretty quickly because I was like, I just don't even know what to do with myself. Oh man, I was just like <laughs> in the middle of nowhere yeah. and I did not have, I, I, I didn't even think, I didn't really do a whole lot. I just went in blind. I came to China just <laughs> absolutely blind. I was like, job, check, go. And then I just came mm. and landed. I didn't speak any Chinese. I didn't know that the internet would even be blocked. That's how ignorant I was coming here. And so I got here and I didn't have any <laughs> access. To, I thought I would be able to keep up with people on Facebook. Yeah, of course. But then after the, it was a, it was almost a year before I got an actual like reliable connection because wow. I was just like in the middle of nowhere. And so um, uh, when I finally got connected back online, people were like, what, what happened yeah, like where were you? Like, we thought you died like <laughs> so it was like oh. just disappeared off the face of the planet for like a year but um yeah so just keep that in mind mm. mm -hmm. are there other qualifications besides the TEFL that people usually ask for um so like the four-year degree and then the TEFL I don't think so yeah I think those are the it pretty standard just seem ones to be the TEFL. I'll put the like I mean, a TEFL is just T-E-F-L. There are others like TOEFL and all that kind of stuff. That's for like non-native speakers, I think. Mm -hmm. There and uh, ESL as well, which mm -hmm. is English for as, a second, as a second language. There are lots of different like acronyms, so you, you, I guess you just need to be careful. But TEFL is the but one Tuffle, you hear all yeah, the time here. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah I, I don't think there's, there are any there's any other like qualification that is necessary. Mm. Just a note, though, if you, this is, sounds really horrible, but if you are not white, then you will have a harder time. Then they will be more, they will more rigorously scrutinize mm -hmm. your resume and your qualifications. That's just how it is here. Yes. It's not a great reality, but it's reality here. Mm. So just as a warning, if you're coming and you're dark skinned or black or whatever, non-white. Yes. Even if you look somewhat ethnic, they will be more suspicious of your qualifications. Yeah. Which is, sounds ridiculous, but that's that's really how it is here. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. It's not quote unquote fair. It's mm. not a 
fair playing field here. It's yeah. not equal opportunity. <laughs> yes. And if you're older also. So if you're young and white, then you have a much easier time here in mm -hmm. China. That's just the facts here, which is craziness. But yeah, that's I think true. you should know. I mean, I think yeah. you should know because I think a lot of people have rude awakenings when they come here. Yeah. You know, Americans who are like half Mexican mm -hmm. and they come here and they have a harder time finding a job because they they don't look as white. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's actually something that you should consider that you'll have to back up your, you'll have to prove that you're a better teacher if you aren't white. <laughs> yeah. I also something, not to get a job, but when I went for the visa, you do, you need two years experience um, before they'll give you a visa, but you can be creative. Yes. Be creative. Be creative. Yes. If you find a school <laughs> that really wants you, they will help you to be creative and get your visa. Yeah. Yeah. So I would come. I would. I would come here first. Bring your degree. Get a TEFL. Whatever your degree is in doesn't matter. I would I think still it's get law, a TEFL. I think for Hannah's, she said hers is law, but that yeah. shouldn't matter. Yeah. Degree is a degree. Mm -hmm. And then take. Just assume that you're not going to have a job for the first week or two. And, you know, there's a lot of, if you plan early, you can find hostels in different cities, you can find mm -hmm. cheap hotels, you can live relatively cheaply while you wait for the right job. And then when you get the right job, then you'll ask them to help you out with your visa and with housing. And if they need you, which a lot of times, especially when you're coming towards the end of the summer, that's the best that's time the to best come. Time. That's, that's, that's mm -hmm. Toward the end of the summer or in February. These are the two, like, basically the turn of the semester are the best times to come. Yeah. Then they will be more um, motivated to help you out with those things. Because mm. they're desperately, a lot of schools get desperate and they need to fill the position of English teacher. And, and so they're under the gun and a lot of the jobs are available during that time. Yes. There are, I mean, there are, like, summer camps and things that you mm -hmm. can do. Um, There's actually, always could, a work yeah, to be done. There are, yeah, there is. Even if you come like at that dodgy, like maybe before summer or before Chinese New Year, it might be a little bit more difficult for you, but there are yeah, often like uh, ads for summer camps. Like Chris, I'm turning and looking at the blank space between <laughs> Nara and I. I know, I miss <laughs> But he's doing like a six week summer camp or something. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, six week, and he said it was like 30000 Something, it was decent, yeah. Crazy amount of money mm -hmm. for that, which is awesome. Yep. I did a summer, I did a week-long camp once, and it definitely didn't pay that well, but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, you'll probably meet new people, like meet new people, and they'll probably have a lot of stories for you if they've been here as well, uh, for a while, so mm -hmm. it's good just to... To, I guess just throw yourself, throw yourself in. <laughs> yeah, and especially if you can find a hostel where you go. China is not a great scene for hostels, but they do have them in the major cities. Mm -hmm. Those are always excellent places because, for one, you know, you have cheap lodging and usually it's pretty decent. And also they're just, like, swimming with travelers yeah. who have been there for varying amounts of time. So they may have been there for a few months. Um, they may have come often you know so they they may have a lot or have experience in other parts of china and then traveling through mm -hmm. so it's a really good place to get connected with other like like-minded foreigners yeah absolutely and if like 
you want to be a little bit cautious. Of course, meeting people and actually talking firsthand with people is probably going to be the best option. Mm -hmm. But before you get here, if you want to look more in, like, for example, if you've already chosen or you've got, you want to get to know a certain school, for example, there are lots of like expat uh, websites or forums, you know, especially on uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, if you just ask them a question, there's going to be a lot of people on there who, who know, like, who really know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Some of them are just going to probably just, you know, talk rubbish. <laughs> but, you know. Here's the, I think here's the important part when finding a job or finding an apartment in China, in general in China. This place is so massive. I don't know how it is in the, probably it's similar in the UK, but like in the States, it's like, I'm looking for a job and I'm willing mm. to relocate for that job. Because right. like the job is yeah. the main priority, sure. right? Yeah. Or like I'm looking to buy a house and I'm willing to relocate to get like my dream house, like okay. with the scenery that I want, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But in China, every place has everything. <laughs> so your first step is just to choose a place. Yeah. So your first step is to choose a city. Like, yeah. I guess you can think about in terms of standard of living. You can you can weigh out your different options, but first choose your city, then choose your job, then choose your apartment. That's mm -hmm. how I would do it because there's just like... Yeah, that's you can, how I did it. That's yeah, I did. yeah. See, for me, I kind of did it the other way around. I guess <laughs> I did choose. I did choose Chengdu, but um, I made sure that there was a job there before coming. Mm -hmm. But that's not the right approach. There are jobs in every single corner yeah, of China. Definitely. Like room chi wherever yeah. so you can just choose where like what kind of adventure you want to go on in china and then you can narrow it down and find websites that are for expats who are living in that specific city Definitely. i would avoid websites that are like just general china expat sites and for for looking for jobs those are good for advice yeah um but for looking for for jobs and housing i would avoid those like ecities.com or like those yeah i i went on those when yeah I was, when yeah I was and that's looking. what i did and too. it was so confusing it it's just, just it, a big it, mess yes and i kept seeing the same job posted like a hundred times i was like well, like what's this about yeah no what you need to do is yeah. you choose a city so let's say you want to go to hangzhou and then you look for the expat communities in hangzhou mm. and then you can find the information from there yeah. instead of just being like china jobs and just like make it it's just too much of a mess it's just too many yeah we're talking about billions of people here <laughs> I, I the um a lot of people that I know here, like foreigners, um, have just basically done that. Have just like kind of turned up. They found or they're looking for somewhere, and basically they just bump into someone on the street and the, they say, "Oh, like oh, I've just gotten here. Oh, like I'm looking for a job. Oh, I know somewhere that needs like that needs a teacher. <laughs> Come with me." So many people I, I, I know have done that. Mm -hmm. Not everyone, of course. Mm -hmm. But, like, they're doing all right for themselves. It's the people that somehow kind of tried to wing it on their own. Like, it just doesn't... Sometimes it just doesn't work out for them. You'll But you'll meet people. Like, I know I've said in the past that after a while, sometimes foreigners just don't want to talk to other foreigners, like, if they <laughs> don't know them. But that's not true. Like, if we see people, well, it depends like, depends on the setting. Need, I mean, it's not like yeah. you just see someone on the street who's a foreigner and be like, and, and if you're in a small <laughs> town in China, okay, go by all means probably, do it because yeah. you're not going to see another one for like another probably like 10 days <laughs> but in a place like Shenzhen you don't want to be just like grabbing people off the street no. because like we're all it's like New York you know like people are busy they have their lives yeah, but if you're at a bar like if you find the hot spots where foreigners coffee like to hang out sometimes. coffee shops yeah Definitely. 
yeah, places like that where you see a lot of foreigners and you see yeah. someone there who's just like relaxing. If you start asking them questions, chances are they're going to be really happy to help you out because they yeah. know what it's like. We all know what it's like. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's hard. We know we know how stressful it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But usually people would just dump knowledge onto you when you get when you get somewhere. Oh, they're like yeah, really that's eager true. to help you and they just tell you a whole bunch of stuff. So don't like if you're shy to talk to strangers, like <laughs> I would get over it really quickly. It, take a couple oh, shots yes. of tequila, go to a bar <laughs> <laughs> and start chatting it up. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So we um Hannah also asked us about like any on reputable online sites. Mm-hmm. for jobs but I mean I don't again it goes back to like we can tell you what the ones are here in Shenzhen yes there's a series of these kind of expat communities you have the city name and then the word stuff after it so you could try um I know there's shanghaistuff.com shenzhenstuff.com yeah. I'm sure that there are other I mean, probably there's beijingstuff.com so you could try it you could try plugging in a city name mm-hmm. as long as you've spelled it correctly and then just putting stuff after it <laughs> .com and then seeing yeah. what happens um but again a lot of these sites are all like a bit messy like we've said before and it might just confuse you or put you off like or get your hopes up it could, because as I like when I was looking the the salaries were looked really great mm. but it's just sometimes it's just not like it's not going to happen or you don't know where you're going to be I mean right a lot of times it's better to see where you're going to be I mean would you take you have to think about it like if you're coming for money would you are you going like is if that's your main priority that's one thing but if you want to be you know like where the action is I'm sure that there are high paying jobs in the outskirts of Shenzhen yeah. but you don't want to be taking those jobs if you want to have any kind of a social life right I mean a social life that includes people from other other countries yeah. so so you yeah you want to be careful when you choose like that's why it's so much better to just come, to come here, here. It sounds really scary. It's like, oh, I'm coming there without a job and blah, blah, blah. But you have no idea how many opportunities are here. It's mm. crazy. Like, now is the time, if ever, to come to China. And it's, like, easier than ever, too, because it's open and there's English everywhere and there's more and more expats. And so you just come here and then you can actually see where you would be teaching at, too. And yes. figure out where it is on the map. Like, is it really hard to navigate <laughs> to? Is yeah. it in a very expensive neighborhood? Yeah. Is it in a very seedy neighborhood mm. like you want metro lines and things like that too. exactly exactly so you want to kind of feel it out and i would give it at least a week so i would just plan that in the budget like it doesn't cost very much to stay in china for a week mm. food is dirt cheap and if you can find reasonable lodging then 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 go for it. airbnb is even in china too so you can you can check that out and and then just come and just plan on that as part of the investment of coming here and then after that you can decide what you want to do yeah but once you get here don't don't go with agents go no. don't go with an agent forget we, it yeah we i feel like we need to reiterate it because it's there, very there are so tempting. many people even though you, even now i still meet people with agents and i'm thinking what what are you doing like, it's very tempting cuz you're just scared i think it's just you're scared you and they're like, oh yeah, I can get you a job. Yeah, and like it's, they promise you your housing, they promise your visa, they promise you a steady salary, they promise you three meals a day a lot of the times. Mm. But those things you can get so easily here. Yep. 
So it's, it's not worth it to contract yourself for a year to, to a school and a job that you know nothing about mm -hmm. just for this, you know, self-security, like just to feel better about coming to China. Yeah. It's better you just, just take it by the balls and just like, <laughs> just come and then just see how it is. Talk to some people who are here and you'll see how easy it is. Yeah. It's not scary. It's really not scary. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, Hannah herself said like she feels Comfort, more confident that she could get a flight to China and like mm -hmm. do well for herself. And you can, ev you know, I'm sure everyone who tries, you know, can can do well for themselves. Mm -hmm. You just need to so you just, just have a bit of faith in yourself, I guess. Yeah. So you just find a hotel, and even if you know what you can do is a long flight over, so you can even book a really nice hotel for your first night in China or mm -hmm. your first two nights or something like that, just to treat yourself and feel like. You know, you're a person, you know, it's a good way yeah. to adjust because some of the the lower budget hotels can be a little Low bit. Lower budget. Yeah. <laughs> so you could just say like, okay, well, I'm going to take the first couple of days just to like acclimate myself to, to the weather, to just the environment in general. Mm -hmm. So stay at a nice place for the few, first few nights and then use that time to find somewhere else to stay. Yeah. And then, so then all you need to do is just write down the you can just print out the address in chinese in large letters <laughs> and the the phone number of the hotel and when you get to the airport you just take a taxi there yeah. i mean taxis are cheap here and the taxi drivers are very reliable you don't really have to worry about them like Absolutely. taking you so you just show them the show them the address and mm. and that's it yeah so I think <laughs> we're not saying don't like don't prepare in any way. Prepare yourself on the like teaching side of things. So mm -hmm. like with your qualifications, maybe take a TEFL, like some kind of course that or and bring your real diploma. Think about oh yeah, real one yeah. Think about any kind of resources or materials you might need if you're going to be teaching. Like also, it's not. I mean, you can kind of not pick and choose exactly, but if you want to teach uh, kindergarten. Um, primary, high school, whatever. Yeah, you, you, you should know, decide you what you want. You should decide what yeah. you want and then in some way psychologically prepare yourself for that. But then on the ow, on the actual <laughs> living side of things, just kind of like go with the flow. Mm -hmm. And because just don't it will come together. stress out. Because yeah. I think people make bad decisions when they feel pressured for time. Mm. But really, don't let anyone pressure you for time. Like there's going to be, you know, people try and put you under the gun. Oh, you got to take this within the next day. Otherwise, you yeah. know, blah, blah, blah. Just take as much time as you need. There's going to be other opportunities that come around. The same thing goes with housing. It might be like, oh, it's such a great opportunity. Like yeah. I got to get this apartment right now. We're talking about China here. I mean, there are so many places to live. Like don't worry about if you feel you're being pressured for time, just stop, take a beat. And just let it go. Just imagine just imagine another opportunity is going to come the next day because chances are yeah, it will. It will, yeah. Yeah, there are so many people that feel like they need to take the first job they're offered. Mm -hmm. It's not like that. That's what I did because I had no idea what it was like here. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I could... You just grab work. onto it because yeah. you're like so worried. Yeah, oh, what right? if I can't find something else? And I felt so like, in, in some way, like so happy and like pleased with myself oh wow I've got like this is the, like the first interview I've had and they've given me a job like <laughs> I felt so amazing but I had no idea that actually it's not that difficult <laughs> really but because I was like oh like so happy with myself mm -hmm. but chances are like you can walk up the road and find another school that might offer you a better deal mm-hmm 
in a Truth room be with told. a few. Exactly, which is always <laughs> nice. So, uh, Hannah, I hope that we've kind of given you some help, like a hope that you can actually use what we've said for when you actually come here. Mm -hmm. um, so, Nora, can you give us our Chinese word? Oh, please? yeah. So this week our word is teacher, because that's probably one of the first things you'll learn yeah. when you come. <laughs> sure. So teacher in Chinese is laoshi. Mm -hmm. So you would be Hannah laoshi. Yeah. So they put the laoshi at the end of yeah. the name. So I was Nora laoshi, Holly yeah. was Holly laoshi. Yeah. And it's kind of cute, actually. It I is like cute. It. I also like it because Lao in Chinese, it means old, but it's like, uh, because in Chinese culture, the elderly and age is very respected. Mm. So Lao, it means like old master, literally, yeah. but it has like a very um, dignified yeah. sound to Makes it. you feel wise. Yeah. Yeah. And they really respect teachers Def here. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'll put the links to the written Chinese dictionary so you can, I guess, read a little bit more about each character mm -hmm. uh, and any other uh, articles or pictures, I'll, I'll put them on. This is episode 25, by the way, we kind of probably forgot to mention wow, that. Wow, so it'll be writtenchinese.com slash episode, episode 25. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and on that page, you can also uh, send us a voicemail message. So we've had a lot of people like sending us emails and things, which is fine, which is cool. We don't mind that, but we do appreciate a voicemail message. So thank you, Hannah, for taking the time to actually speak to us. We we like yeah, to hear a voice awesome. in some way, like hearing the voice. It kind of makes it more personal for us. Like we feel like we're having a well. I feel like I'm kind of actually responding to your real question. That's the first thing Holly always does whenever she sees a voice. She just like sends it over to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? look what we got. We got some lovely comments and a voicemail. And then it like makes our day for the rest of the day. It does. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Hannah Lausche. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, if you've got um, any, if you, you can leave us a comment, any comments or questions anywhere on Facebook. Uh, yeah, on our episode 25 page. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know. Uh, as always, we'd like to thank Written Chinese for sponsoring us. Nora, do you have any additional comments? I'm no. thinking I may have forgotten to mention something. No, I just want to encourage anybody out there that they can do that they can do this. Yeah. And I want them to. I want the questions to come pouring in yeah. at us. Absolutely. I want to hear every question you have, and I want to make you feel safe, secure, and have like great time when you yeah. come here. I am actually feeling as though a lot of you guys out there are actually kind of feel more inclined to actually come here. Mm -hmm. Not that we have in any way convinced you to do that, although <laughs> th that idea is very nice. <laughs> but it's really great, like the amount of people who send us messages and leave us comments that are actually really genuinely interested in coming to China and starting a new part of their life here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. More power to you. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this has been episode 25 of Two White Chicks in China. Join us again next week. See you next time. Bye.